0: following program is a presentation of fox sports radio charlotte the free fox sports app available from apple or google play and always online at fox radio charlotte.com it's time for the uptown sports crowd here's mackie gallagher with ben cole And thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher. I'm joined, as always, by Benny Boy, Ben Cole, who just had his 23rd birthday this week. Man, what a fun time. We got a good show for you playing. We got Panthers back in action after coming off a of bye, going against the 7-5 and five Seahawks. We have homeowners associations we have to complain about. We got a poker story that left Ben in shambles and much, much more. Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with us. Once again, I'm Mackie. That's Ben. We are live every single Sunday from 9 to 10 right here on Fox Sports Radio. Charlotte, you can tune in many different ways. 94.7 FM, 1660 AM, 1037 HD3. If you're one of those fancy people with HD radio in your car, we are also online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com when we are live as well as the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte mobile app but most importantly if you can't catch us live on Sunday mornings we are available via podcast anywhere you get your podcast just search the Uptown Sports Crowd you're going to see a cool picture of the skyline a cool picture of the Fox Sports Radio Charlotte logo no picture of us because we don't want to scare you away ha, ha, ha. self deprecating jokes ha, ha, ha.
1: And shout out Mark Mark Borja for that a uh, nice vid- nice picture.
0: Mark Borja, he 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 really went off. We said, "Hey, can you make a graphic, please?" We'll uh, pay you. We'll pay you. And then he came back with that. I was like, "Legend, man! What a wonderful day it has started out to be." Sorry uh, for uh, being a few minutes late. Yeah, we got to the studio a little late because I walk out to my car in my parking lot where I live on a uh, where in do you Fourth live Fourth Ward. I live in Fourth Ward. We're not gonna get too specific, but I live in Fourth Ward. And we have – and I, I, I got two boots on my car, parking mm. tags in the rearview mirror. So, And not not only was it one boot, it was two. Because
1: <laughs> you can get away with one boot. <laughs> yeah. But he's two, he's, he's gonna gonna going an to it's
0: an extra $350 for me to take this pin out and take my boot off. Man, but Unreal. what's so frustrating about it is where I well, live – Well, you live a, there. Yeah, well, one, <laughs> I live there. That is very frustrating. And two, there are – like multiple Christmas holiday fun event things we have on our blog, like all these, it's a lot of like, Old houses that do look very nice. So they like get all decked out in their Christmas lights. People want to come park and they want to walk through. And you know how our road is with the parking on each side of the road is street parking. It's horrible. When a car is coming one way, like it does not fit two cars. So yeah, you it's gotta, like, like a like, game of chicken. It really is. You gotta find a space to pull over to let a car. And with all these uh with all these new people, all these outsiders coming in and looking at these Christmas lights, none of them know that you have to let the other car come first before you go. Yeah,
1: someone has to pull off to the side. And, we and, can't
0: do this like oh. I think we can both – Yeah, I think
1: we can – let me inhale while I try and squeeze by you. No, and and they're
0: coming one way, but nobody knows that because they don't live there. And so now you just have two lines of cars coming each way, but they can't back out because of the cars behind them, boxed them in. And it's this whole thing. And there's no street parking for the people that live there. (laughs) <laughs> oh, my gosh. I walk out to a boot at, like, 8.35, and I call Ben. I'm like, yeah, so I got a boot on my car. Yeah. Could you come pick me up, please? <laughs> I love Sunday mornings. Oh, yep. man. And that is why we are a few minutes late. It's all good. I appreciate you uh, tuning in if you uh, did stay through the horrible wait of one minute and 47 seconds. <laughs> ben was able to get everything in the studio set up. I pulled everything up on the computers. We work well as a team, Ben. Yeah, we, do. we do. work well as a team. We're uh, like
1: a-, a NASCAR um Z- 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 oh, yeah pit crew pit crew thank you, you. It.
0: yeah <laughs> it's not hockey so you don't know what. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> z- z- no <laughs> why did that sound just oh we God. are we were just <laughs> like
1: running basically
0: so we were part. like i'm I'm, You're surpri- I'm surprised y'all aren't hearing me just <sighs> 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 yeah I, I told nick the other uh the other night when we were driving home after poker i said uh I was like, I, when, I, when I run, I got to do my—I got to, like, kind of do my run routes in a smart way because there have been times, like, I've ran on, like, a Saturday or Sunday morning after the show, and I'll be running, and, you know, I'll run by, like, North Italia and all these, like, nice restaurants right behind us here, and— they're all dressed up nice having a great time like post-church or getting ready to go do their day on a saturday all having their nice weekend brunches then you just see a big husky fellow like me just fucking just uh <laughs> beat flopping just eh, 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 you're gonna finish them eggs eh. no but and so I was, <laughs> I was gonna say um
1: i was expecting to like be so tired this morning. I was literally going to be like, "Why do we do this to ourselves?" But mm-hmm. then your little fiasco this morning kind of got me jolted.
0: Uh, I'm happy that my uh, that my uh, disturbances throughout my Sunday morning, you know, make your life better, Ben. Yeah, you should be. But you should be. If if they're my problems, your it's there, it's your problems too.
1: Well, the good thing is, um, you can use my money to help pay for those boots.
0: That is true. Why why can I why can I use? uh yeah, that was a good segue. Money? That was a good segue. Why why can I use your money though?
1: <laughs> because uh, last night we played. In a poker game, uh till about one thirty in the morning. <laughs> uh it was a friend, it was Mackie's roommates, friends that he works with, some financial advisors, mm-hmm. uh, rich people. We thought we'd be able to go in there and take their money. Um, just kidding. But uh <laughs> we go in and it's chill. You know, we're playing a tournament, like five of us, winner take all. So five hundred dollars. And uh there's three of us left. It's Mackie, me, and uh, one of the financial advisor friends.
0: Max, shout out Max.
1: Yeah, shout out Max. And Cleo. Shout out mm-hmm. Cleo, the other one. It's a cool name. It's a cool name. But Mackie and I are in a hand. And uh we're basically like the same stack sizes, I think. We're yeah, pretty about even. The same. Yeah. So like whoever wins this hand is gonna pretty much win it. And I go all in. I have a I have the top pair. <laughs> I go all in on Mackie. And it's funny because I go all in, because 'cause I've played with Mackie before. <laughs> I know how he thinks. And I was like, I, I had a good hand, but I, I didn't want, I honestly just wanted Mackie to fold. I just wanted to Yeah, the hand take was a pair down. of tens. I, yeah, I had a pair of tens. I had queen 10, I had top pair, pair of tens. But I go all in, and uh, <laughs> Mackie calls. And then <laughs> it's funny because he immediately goes, There's one more card, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, there's one more card. <laughs> and we flip over our hands, and Mackie has ace two. <laughs> so I think the board was. Uh, for people that don't know, like the cards in the middle, I think it was like 10, 7, 6. No, it was, 10, no, it was 10,
0: 7, like 4, 5. And no, I think the 7 was a 2. Because I, I got know, the straight.
1: Oh, yeah. But well, all I know is Maggie had what they call a gut shot straight draw. So he needed like one middle card to hit a straight. So he had like four of those he could hit. And then Ornace. So he had like seven cards he could hit, basically. And uh, I was like, no Acer, no Acer 3. Always no, their there three and of course flip over a three immediately oh <laughs>
0: and now Ben's out the game
1: it was so funny
0: no and it's funny because like Ben is a very good poker player he's a very very good poker player I wasn't the first one out in the tournament so it was a win for me oh, that, that, that was uh, the main thing
1: and I'm just glad uh one of us Mackie went on to win which I'm very happy about thank you thank you um I would like to lose to the champion mm-hmm. and I wanted to see one of our one of us win. You know? Yeah, one of us. We're playing. We're playing financial advisors. We're playing uh-huh. dudes that are always surrounded by numbers. I know. That's we what I'm gotta saying. beat them. We
0: <laughs> gotta beat them. We we are in their element. <laughs> no, they were they were awesome people, fun to play with. I was very happy because I thought, I thought when Ben went all in with that queen ten in his hand, but a ten on the board, so he had a pair of tens. I was like, I got ace. I got a two. <laughs> I have to hit. I got it. I Ace. got. I have to hit. Like one of the like thirty-six remaining cars it has to be exactly one thing for me to win. I got this. And when I flipped it over, Ben was not happy because. No, I
1: was. Well, see, yeah. I actually was happy because you had nothing. Like you, you. I was like an eighty-five percent chance to win.
0: Eighty-five percent. Like when chance. I
1: saw you flip over your hand, I was like, oh, I was just like f- flabbergasted. flabbergasted. I was like, oh. Oh, you have nothing. (laughs) I was like, okay, cool. Just no Acer three. Three.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I literally said, I was like, I said, if you go all in and I go all in, I still have chips left, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, and we got one more card, right? I was like, that's the card I need. I should have just lied to you. If we have one more. Well, because what confused me is when you went all in, you flipped your cards over, obviously, because you're already all in. Yeah. And that's what kind of just threw me off my rhythm for a second. Like, I flipped it. I was like, why are we flipping them over? Yeah, there's still one more card. And then, like, right when I asked that, it hit me. But... Mm -hmm. I mean, it that was, was fun. It was nice to beat a great poker player. There Thanks. are, uh, and like I'm not the best poker player. I'm not the brightest guy, <laughs> but there are two things in this world that I know, and one of them is that the wheels on the bus go round and round, and the other one is if you have an ace in poker, you're good. So might as well send it. Ace good. Ace Death good. Taxes and ace good. Ace good. All I know is big fireball rise in sky every morning to heat my fish, and ace is good. It's the Jim Gaffigan bit. You wouldn't get it. love Jim
1: Gaffigan. I've seen all of Jim
0: Gaffigan specials. hmm Even the Amazon ones? Are you a real Even fan? Even the Amazon all ones right. with
1: his, like, uh, subpar performance no, in, like, London or
0: something. <laughs> the Amazon ones aren't bad. It's just, like, it's, it's, like, comedians, once they hit that certain, like, just celebrity yeah. status, it's just their stuff doesn't, isn't as funny, or I guess, like, as, like, raunchy. I yeah, don't know.
1: Basically, sorry we're all over the place. We got like five hours of sleep again.
0: We got like five Maybe hours of sleep. I woke up to the two boots on my car because one can't do the trick. <laughs> but two, business de- business decision by that uh tow truck <laughs> place. While well, I'm parked in my own parking lot with the tag in my car. That's Unbelievable. I, 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 like I, There has to be a way for Appeal. To out of this. Appeal. <laughs> Appeal. Challenge flag. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't like this. Man. But overall, fun weekend. Uh, I talked about North Italia earlier. He went to North Italia yeah, it with really. your uh, girlfriend, Lila, for your birthday yeah. a couple days ago last week. Or I guess this past week. I don't know. Dates. Uh, would you say, because you moved here recently. You moved here back in May after not really exploring Charlotte or coming to Charlotte that much because you're from Raleigh. So pretty much everything in Raleigh. Uh, or everything that Charlotte has, Raleigh has in a way, uh, growing up there. Do you, would you say that North Italia is probably like one of your favorite restaurants? Like, Or is um, that just like one of the nicer restaurants near you?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, yeah, <laughs> it's the convenience the factor. Convenience.
1: Uh, it's bad. It's sad. Not bad. It, it is bad. It's sad how much I eat Bojangles just because of how convenient it is. Yes, it is um, right across the I'll street. I'll tell you man. where I live. I live like right on West Boulevard, so that <laughs> Bojangles on the corner. Uh, like, I'm across, literally 10 feet across the street, so it's, yeah. it's bad. But, North Italia is also walking distance, so that was ideal because I wanted to drink. I don't drink a lot. I wanted mm-hmm. to get some drinks on my birthday. As you should. Um, if
0: there's ever a time to you know get get some get a few alcohol in you, <laughs> it's uh it's definitely on your birthday.
1: But yeah, North Italia is objectively good. I really like it. They have a pasta, They have some pasta dishes I really like. Some ha- good appetizers. Um, and, you know, it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Definitely, probably one of my favorite restaurants here. But I will say Little Mamas mm-hmm. in South Park. Um, that's like my, my favorite Italian place. Uh. But it's 20 minutes away, so I'm, yeah. not, I'm not driving 20 minutes away. No. It? But North Italia is really good. I need, to, I need to get out and explore some more places, though, because I really still – am i I've been too Me lazy and too, too cooped up. I just don't go out. Me too. I finally at least, like, know the three-block radius, like, around my <laughs> apartment. Like, I don't need Google Maps to go to Target.
0: <laughs> right. I, I, I still need Google Maps to go to Target. Well, my thing is, too, I remember there was one time you came over and, like, we were walking around just trying to find a random bar to go into, and I thought we were around a bunch of bars. And then we went, ended up going to, I think it was called a Haymaker. Yeah. Is that what it was? Like yeah. near Night Stadium or that Truist nice. Field? That was a good place. Uh, that's what I want to do. Like one day, and I was supposed to do that yesterday, but some stuff came up. But a friend was supposed to come through, and we are just going to go day drink somewhere. Just like walk around, like uptown, find a few bars, see what the spots were. And alas, like a, like most times, uh, no one texted first yeah. the day of, and then... Once it got too late and I was going to go on to do something else, I was like, well, I guess I've got a poker game at 7, so I'll see you sometime next week. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I, I'm i a weird dude when it comes to socializing sometimes. Sometimes I just wake up. I'm like, you know, all I want to do today is nothing. It's just lay in bed, yeah. watch Shameless, play some Call of Duty, and get irrationally angry. Yeah. At, at, the game. No, at the yeah, game. Yeah, at the game. At the game. Man. The, and the... the overall like you said it earlier just going back to poker going back to the boot it just stinks because most likely i finally win a poker game finally i won like a few, pretty decent money yeah, i mean $500 yeah 400 profit 400 net um <laughs> no, but like i won a a uh, bunch of uh, not a bunch but like a good bit of cash games cuz you know i just go up a certain amount i'm like all right i'm out i'm done i'm done i i'm i'm not you're not going to get me in the hole but then uh, this one was a tournament to where like, it was like a five-hour poker game. Mm-hmm. And I win. I'm happy. Wake up. Go outside 830 in the morning on a Sunday to come to the studio and just two boots with two towing stickers. Like, bro, I get it. Relax. 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 I feel like I'm in Boone. PTSD to Boone. Because Boone, you couldn't park anywhere.
1: <laughs> no. Not
0: even. You could not park anywhere. You
1: need to plan... Parking in Boone like it was a hotel.
0: No, yeah, like if you now talk about socializing and doing stuff with friends, if you oh, wanted yeah. to go someplace, like the only reason people are coming with you is if parking is available. Yeah, it's and ridiculous. And considering that Boone is like 1.2 square miles, that's an exaggeration, but honestly, no, 1.2 square miles, and then you have like 36,000 people crammed into that 1.2 square mile of a town, and then on top of that, all the buildings and parking, it never worked. Mm. This is just me pushing my agenda to just let anybody park everywhere yes <laughs> uh, right Matthew get over
1: 2024, it.
0: 2024. <laughs> no more parking permits <laughs> and then like two weeks after i like signed that bill in the wall or whatever or i got to rewatch that video about it, i'm just a bill sitting on capitol hill to understand the whole process of everything but two weeks after i do that it's the worst thing to ever happen in america uh, regarding parking and uh and yeah i will get a uh, vetoed or impeached or whatever law terms there are out there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I would love a peach. We have a fun show. We do. I'm just trying to get the trying to get the boot out of my mind. Okay, it's out of my mind. We're done. We gotta do the Panther crowd to get it out. Nah, but we got a good show. The Panthers are finally returning to play. Bye weeks always seem so long because it's like pretty much like it's like two the weeks into a game. It's like, come on. The I want to watch the black and blue crew do its thing on the field, even though black and blue crew are other people that throw T-shirts out in the stadium. I know that. I just want to call them something other than the Panthers. They go against the 7-5 and five Seahawks today. And the Seahawks, <laughs> very surprisingly, are doing very, very well this season. They're 7-5 currently. Geno Smith. Honestly, uh, numbers-wise, is near the top of the league uh, in passing efficiency, passing yards, touchdowns. Him and Tyrell Lockett have developed a great connection. Uh, Him and DK Metcalf, of course. The running game with Kenneth Walker is getting up there. Um, I'm just very excited to watch this game because I feel like Seahawks and Panther games are usually pretty entertaining. Yeah, uh,
1: you you said at work the other day that you almost feel there's like an unspoken rivalry. Recently. A
0: little unspoken rivalry, yeah. Like I'm not gonna say it's like a rival, but like within the NFC, there was a, I mean, there was a time through 2013 and 2015 where Seahawks were one of the top, if not the top teams in the NFL, or the top team in the NFL. Like, that Legion of Boom uh, defense, you had Russell Wilson. Yeah. You had a good offensive line. You had a good running game. And, of course, you had, like, the Doug Baldwin, the the Kears, the Tower Lockett at the time. Uh, and so it was just a team. And, they. I mean, they probably still are, but during that specific time, the 12s, the fans in Seattle Seahawks were uh, – were known as the toughest fans to play in front of, the toughest stadium, uh, with how loud it is. I remember they did a sports science episode on how the building was specifically designed and built to contain noise and point and direct the noise back to the field, the way the roofs are coming over the side uh-huh. and everything. And like the way, uh, and then when you look behind one of the uh, field goal po- field goal post, it's like one uh, section goes straight up, and the way it's built, it's supposed to block the sound from going out of the stadium and once again redirecting it back onto the field. Mm, um, just torment your enemies. No, that's really what it is. And, and then the 12s are just some of the most ruthless in terms of noise-making fans in the NFL. Uh, and I remember it was cool because I remember going uh, for the uh, that game because the Panthers played them in the playoffs uh, after they beat the Cardinals in the wild card uh, in 2014. They played them in the playoffs. That was the year the Panthers also went 7-8-1. and one. So That's what I'm saying. We can go negative and make the playoffs. But during the practice, they had these huge sub-speakers out on the practice field, blasting crowd noise and just practicing in that to get used to it. Uh yeah. They play. They played in one of the first Panther regular season games I ever went to it was in 2013, where it was a close game. Then D'Angelo Williams fumbled on the five yard line. Of course, the Panthers had one of uh, the most memorable wins in franchise history, Week Six of 2015, uh, versus the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle that year. Of course, that they made it to the Super Bowl, um, and then they also beat them in the divisional round that same year. And then uh, in 2018. The Panthers and Seahawks had a good game, and then Graham Gano missed a game-winning field goal or a go-ahead field goal late in the game to uh, take the lead against the Seattle Seahawks. Because remember, I was calling a uh, or I was announcing a women's basketball game at App State, and I and I hurry back to my car to turn on the radio and listen to Mick Mixon. And right when I turn it on, he's like, "Here it is, 50 something-yard field goal. Graham Gano set up. J.J. Jansen, the uh, snapper. Who uh, Mike Pellardi is the holder or whatever. And then I'm just listening to Mick Mixon. And he's like, hey, "And it's wide right. Panthers lose a football game. I'm like, ah." Graham good so it now. It was a game-winning kick. Yeah, well, I think the I think uh, they got the ball back after oh. to like kneel it. So technically, it would have been but like, go ahead field goal based on you know terms in the NFL. But overall, I just think the Seattle Carolina games they proved to have been entertaining on multiple occasions in the in recent history. Uh, I honestly don't know what to expect with this game, just because you have two teams on different trajectories. We do have bearded Sam now, so I don't know that could change stuff. Uh, but my 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 the thing I'm looking forward to the most is this defense against the Seahawks. It's the, they've been the most consistent part of this team. I want to see what they like going against a uh, very like versatile offense. Yeah. That can get it done through the air on the ground with a quarterback who's emerging, who should, in my opinion, win comeback player of the year uh, in Geno Smith.
1: Yeah, shout out, uh, shout out Ben McAdoo. I mean, he really he he replaced Eli, mm-hmm. Geno, back when he was with the Giants,
0: and he got hate. No, I remember he got hate across the Giants fan People base. Were like
1: stone him, Just, <laughs> and then uh, now look at Geno. And uh, McAdoo said, "I'm a Geno guy."
0: He is a Geno guy. You and,
1: think you know? I don't know if how easy the tendencies are to spot but even though Ben McAdoo's an offensive coordinator you think he's picked up on any tendencies that might be helpful coming into this game that he can tell the Panthers about? Rewriting I mean, Gino. maybe
0: I. I wouldn't think any. I mean, I wouldn't think anything other than like generalizations. Yeah. Just probably like techniques on what he does, like what he likes to do in certain situations, like at the pocket class from this yeah. side. Expect him to roll out this way. Yeah. Or expect him to turn his body nothing, and look this that, way. That's what I was but yeah, thinking. I mean, like I just feel like uh, scheme wise. I mean, it's just two different teams. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's always good having some kind of you know information or some kind of knowledge about the people that you're going up against. But yeah, I don't think anything too specific. Uh, I do think it's cool though that like you know Ben McAdoo's. Say he's a Geno guy. Geno has come out publicly multiple times crediting Ben McAdoo with uh, you know, being one of the guys in the NFL to give him a chance. And, you know, Geno Smith has kind of been team hopping in the past. He was on the Jets for a little bit. Uh but it, it he's is been everywhere. He's been everywhere, and it is cool seeing him do what he's doing with the Seattle Seahawks right now. You know, after Russell Wilson leaving, Russell Wilson has been cheeks this year. He has not been doing that good, but, you know, like, during his time in Seattle, they were contenders. You knew, like, Seattle was one of the teams you had to beat if you wanted to be a playoff team or if you wanted to make it to the Super Bowl in the NFC, Uh, and so— With Wilson leaving and, of course, playing as uh, horrendously as he is, having someone like Geno Smith, who has been in the NFL for a bit, who has been seen on multiple teams as a starter, but not really amount to – any wins in terms of, you know, pushing the team forward or providing some kind of longevity at the quarterback position. It is cool seeing him come in. I'm not gonna say late into his career, but you know, years after his career in the NFL has started and doing great with a franchise that, you know, has the tag of being a great football team for the last decade, I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. And and uh another stat with you know that kind of terrifies me is he's one of the best passers against the uh high safety zone defense.
1: That is something to be like concerned like efficiency about. Yeah.
0: percentage touchdowns yards uh, completion percentage. He has just been tearing teams apart when they just have one lone safety up high. Uh, you know um, backing up the cornerbacks and you know the wide receivers and spread out because they spread out pretty quick. I mean you got you got Tyler Lockett on one side who has speed. Who this year, I mean, especially fantasy wise, has been doing great. Uh, Tyler Lock, I usually love to have on my fantasy team, but he's one of those guys. He's gonna get twenty eight plus or minus nine. I don't know what's yeah, gonna and happen. He doesn't get any yak. He doesn't get any yak because he falls down. But then he's also I respect it. But then oh, me too. Because one thing that Tyler Lockett's gonna do is if you place that ball in a basket fifty yards downfield, he's gonna he's gonna come down with yeah. it. Yeah. I would rather have that consistency in catching I don't them. need
1: you to take a hit and try and juke a guy for two and a half extra yards yeah. if you already got the first of it to catch. Exactly. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. You do you. He, you do you, uh, Tyler Lockett. <laughs> then you got DK Metcalf, which is just. DK. He's just DK. Yeah. There's just like, nothing. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> good luck on me. It's just like whether you think DK's hands are good in the league or his route running. Or the, the fact of the matter is if the ball is placed where he can catch it, he can catch it. And then now you got to now you (laughs) got to tackle him in the open field. So he's a monster. He's a guy you got to watch out for. And
1: the main thing I'd be worried is just like momentum-wise. Like the Seahawks are coming off of a win, of course, and they're at home, and they're getting into this territory where, you know, they're second in the division. Came Mm -hmm. back from San Francisco. This like playing the Panthers for them is like okay guys this is a must win game. It, it is it's a must win game. Like we, th- we cannot lose you're, this game.
0: Yeah, you're a game behind San Francisco fighting for the playoffs. You're playing a team which on paper you should beat. Yeah, at home. At home. Like this is a this this is a this could be a potential horrible loss for yeah. the Seattle Seahawks in the grand scheme of playoffs. Yeah. Because if San Francisco just keeps rolling, even though, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt, you know, they're just going to keep widening that gap. And then the NFC wild card is pretty tough because the Cowboys already got one locked up. Because the uh, the Cowboys are most likely going to be at least one wild card unless they somehow pass the Eagles.
1: Yeah, which I don't think is going to happen. You have the
0: Giants on their tail. You have the Seahawks who also have seven wins. you got multiple NFC teams with seven wins. The
1: Giants and Commanders are both seven.
0: Yeah, you got the Commanders that are going to be fighting. Right there, yeah. And so, like, you got a lot of, like, the NFC, uh, those wild card spots are going to be very, very tight. And so you need these kind. Of, you, if you're a Seahawks fan, if you are the Seahawks, you need these type, these types, excuse me, of games to come out in your favor because on paper, y'all, you, they should beat the Panthers. 100. percent 100. percent
1: Especially, I mean, you look at the Seahawks' losses. Most of their losses have been super close, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just competitive. They're just good. <laughs> they,
0: yeah, they they, 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 there's no, there hasn't really been a game this year where anybody going against the Seahawks have run away with it. No, they've either lost. Uh, Or they lost by, you know, barely a touchdown or something.
1: Now, with the Panthers, there's a lot that needs to happen, Mackie.
0: There is a lot. Definitely
1: definitely starts with a win today. I actually don't know what all they need. But, I mean, just looking at the general picture of the playoffs, Panthers are 4-8. Um a couple wins back out of first. They need a couple yeah. wins, they need a couple losses from the Bucks.
0: That's saying the Bucks the Bucks beating the Saints on Monday night last really week hurt. Was, that, that, that that was really one. Hurt. It's not the nail in the coffin, but that's where now the Panthers need to pretty much like win out because if the if the Bucks lost and the Panthers win
1: If the Bucks had lost, there would have been two teams with 5 wins and two teams with 4 wins. Exactly. You're right there.
0: And even if the even if the Bucks lost, the Panthers could lose to the Seahawks and there'd still be a chance, but now with the Bucks already being two games ahead I mean, the divisional games at the end with the Bucs and Saints, the last two games of the season, are must-wins. Next three are Seattle, Pittsburgh, and uh, Detroit.
1: So, basically, Panthers have to win every game.
0: I would say so. Yeah,
1: at this point.
0: Because the only, the only way the Panthers are getting in, most likely, um, unless every other seven-win team just starts going downhill, is them winning the division.
1: And that requires a Bucks collapse. But, you know, you have, they have Tom Brady. What are you going to do?
0: They do have Tom Brady.
1: Tom Brady saved me, got me into the playoffs, although, I mean, he should have. I needed 20 points total between Mike Evans and Tom Brady in that game against the Saints, and I did not get
0: it until that last touchdown pass. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. But, I know, uh, we were texting back and forth. Or I think I was watching that game with yeah. you. And you we were just like, I swear, and Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Can't get me 20 total points.
1: <laughs> Especially because, I mean, th- the week before that, it would have been my fault, but I benched Tom Brady for Mike Evans. Yeah, and then Mike Evans had like five, and Tom Brady had like 18, and I lost my matchup by like six points. I was like, that one's on me. That one's on that me. That one's on me. And that. then I wouldn't have made the playoffs if I'd lost last week. But thank, thank goodness for Tom Brady and his clutch game-winning drives. But yeah, Panthers it's gonna take a lot. you just win. They control their own destiny, though. Just win.
0: And I'll say this though, uh, they they do control their own destiny. Just win. How can the Panthers just win? The Panthers, or Deontay Foreman, let's start there. Because the Panthers have always been a rush-first offense. If they can establish a run game, then the defense keeps doing what they're doing. The Panthers have historically had a pretty good average, above-average defense in the NFL. Um and that's what allowed them to see so much success because the offense just has to, you know, play the course. Just keep going. Don't turn over. Don't make any turnovers. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Play smart. play smart. Defense got you, most likely. And that's usually how it's been even throughout the rule era. And then at the end of the game, you know, when the defense has been on the field for 90% of the game so far, you know, ev- evident or eventually they're going to let uh, some stuff slip by. But one thing I th- I think is cool for this matchup specifically is Deontay Foreman, who ha- who is tied – for uh, most rush uh, hundred yard rushing games in the NFL since week seven, he has tied with Josh Jacobs, who is number one rusher in the NFL right now in terms of yards. He has a hundred yard games four times so far since week seven. The Panthers are three and one in those games when he rushes for when 100. he rushes for a hundred or more so that, yards. That's the key today. That's the key. You got to establish a run game because most likely, if you're rushing for hundred a hundred yards, that means everything else is working in tune. And what I think is good about this matchup specifically. Is the Seahawks are giving up on average 155 rush yards a game, mm-hmm. which ranks 31st in the NFL. Yeah, there's not good. there's 32 teams in the NFL, so the <laughs> the run game quick for the, the run game. Quick math: the run game for the Seahawks is not that, or the defensive uh Front. Ugh, The run defense. Words. The run defense for the Seahawks is not that good in terms of the league. While the Panthers rushing uh, in in the last few weeks has been pretty good, pretty stellar, I would say. Um, most weeks it's on. Most, yeah, the, it uh, really, needs to be an on week. Yeah, the really the only horrible week with rushing were, was the week versus the, the Bengals. Bengals, and yeah. that was just, that. But that's just one of that those games where, where, exactly, yeah. qu- like you know, it, within the first quarter, this is what this game is going to be, and sometimes that happens, especially with the Panthers, but. <laughs> The Seahawks run defense isn't that good this year. 155 yards a game. They're allowing 31st in the NFL. Uh, but on the flip side, they're tied for second in the NFL with takeaways.
1: Mm. Protect that football.
0: And Sam Donald's starting quarterback. And that's one mm-hmm. of the things. He's, we know. he's like, an interception machine. He's an. Inter- he can be an I've interception it since machine.
1: College. That's why I wouldn't didn't want
0: him. No. And 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 that's and that's those are the keys. They sound so simple. But if you're going against the Seahawks to where, clearly, if they're as successful as they are and they're tied for second in the league with takeaways, it's those extra possessions that are giving them the the leg up on their opponents.
1: It's just, yeah, it is. It's easier said than done, but at the same time, just be smart. If you're Sam Darnold, just be smart. Don't force anything. Throw it away if it's not there. Don't throw any passes where the defensive back's underneath your receiver. Just... Let your guys find the zone, sit in the zone, hit your guys.
0: Exactly, just hit the guys. Just hit your guys. And that was my that was my. Just
1: you know, <laughs> don't incomplete any passes. It's don't not incompl- hard. <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yeah, yeah. Just throw for a hundred percent completion accuracy. Throw yeah. for three or four touchdowns, yeah. and your team run should for, win. It's... R- run for seventy-five yards if you're feeling frisky, and yeah. then defense give up like twenty-seven total yards the whole game. Yeah, and I guarantee you. You will win this game. What if that actually happens and the Panthers lose? Oh my gosh. But uh, but no, overall I look forward to Seattle games because as a like just as a Panther fan, you just know in the NFC no matter what, that's a team you want to be able to beat consistently. Because they will be one of the contenders uh down the line no matter where you're at. Especially with Pete Carroll. Like, they have just built some sort of dynasty. Not as much in the last year, but they've, you know, they made those two Super Bowls in the last, like, three years. They killed the Broncos, and they lost to the Patriots on that uh, interception on the Mm. goal line. But then ever since then, though, they have always been a team that is in the hunt until the end of the year. And those teams are the ones that are scary. Do you like the Seahawks? Do I like the Seahawks? Yeah, like, just...
1: From a fan standpoint,
0: from a fan standpoint, I, I I will say like when I was in high school, it was fun watching them. Like uh-huh. I was like, a, I was a hu- I will be honest, I was a huge fan of Roger Sherman and uh, Cam Chancellor. Like watching Cam Cam Chancellor was a monster. The like number thirty one man. He just had that visor. The hits yeah. he laid on people. The pick six. Uh, Richard Sherman. Got... Richard. Did I say Roger Sherman? <laughs> I think so. Oh my God, Richard <laughs> the, Sherman. The thank you. The alien
1: from America. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think he played for the Seahawks. No. And I I, like, I just I, I really enjoyed watching Cam Chancellor, except for the time he got a pick six to ice the game against us in uh, 2014 in the playoffs. That wasn't. That's fair. That wasn't fun.
1: Yeah, just curious in your thoughts because like I don't know, it reminded me of that that Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl. Uh huh. Like, I don't know. If it's definitely just me, but that Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl, I was like, Can both teams lose?
0: Yeah, same.
1: Like the, like I didn't <laughs> I was just no, so I was disappointed the, that was the yeah, the game.
0: I, I don't like it when teams are in the Super Bowl a lot. Like back like like give it up for let us be in it for yeah. once. But you know Rico, one of our good friends Rico, he's a huge Seahawks fan, and so I was watching it with him. So when that interception wow, happened. Italian. Do what?
1: He's from Italy. Because I will say that— How is he a Seahawks fan? How is he a Seahawks
0: fan? And I asked him that that because that's one of the things I ask a lot of people, especially away fans at Panther games. I want to see why you became—is it because you grew up next door? Or just
1: Europeans, like all the London games? Like, I want to know who these people are rooting for. No,
0: and and it's crazy because every single London game is sold out. Like, I would love for London or Europe to have a few NFL teams, but just the traveling back and forth would be crazy. But I will say, and it's a pretty cool story, was uh, his dad Marco. He was a young kid, Rico was, and— and uh, for Christmas, like, he, they, they I think they played Madden some. Uh, I think that's how he kind of, like, started getting into the NFL And because he grew up in Italy. And then for Christmas, his dad Marco bought him a Marshall Falk jersey. Or not a Mar- uh, not Marshall Falk. I'm thinking of the Rams. Sean Alexander. Sorry. Totally different names. Totally different <laughs> names. I was thinking of the two running backs that were on, like, covers. I think Marshall Falk was, like, 06 or 0- 05 was Donovan McNabb. 06, I want to say it's Marshall Falk. Then, uh, oh seven, Madden, 07 cover it was Sean Alexander. Mm. And so, the, and it was just one of those things like that was the first NFL jersey he had. So he just started watching Seattle Seahawks games. That's what happened. Yeah. And, uh, makes sense. I mean, that's kind of how I am with the Panther fans. Like, that was, that's just the first NFL team I had some kind of connection to, especially growing up 30, 30 uh, minutes down the road. Yeah. But no, it's cool. But he, we were watching that game. He threw the pick. And I would like to say that I wasn't being <laughs> obnoxious about it, but. I probably was. That uh, just looked nah, at. it's him. like
1: the first show. You were that guy. You were the Will in my Ranger Stanley Cup scenario. You <laughs> yeah. were the guy uh, taunting, and you weren't even a fan of the other team. Right.
0: Oh, I'd be heated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be heated. No, it's funny because we would be watching Panther games, and like Cam would just throw a pick, or something would just happen, like uh, late Enrique in the game. Would be like, and no, no. Rico would just be like, ooh, unlucky. <laughs> like that's <laughs> all he would say. <laughs> it's such a needle. <laughs> and I'm that's... like, and I'm like, say more. You can't just say that. I'm, I'm <laughs> broken. I'm on my knees right now. But good stuff. But yeah, to answer. Why 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 did you ask if I like the Seahawks? Do, do I just sound like I'm hyping them up a lot?
1: No. Um like I said, you just reminded me when you brought up the interception, mm-hmm. that Seahawks Patriots game. Like I always think about that game and I was just like, ugh, like I just don't want to watch this. No, yeah, I wasn't.
0: <laughs> I mean, it ended up being a great game, but and, and like and it's just so funny still. It's been years, but it's just so funny looking back on it. That you actually made that call to throw the ball, Marshawn Lynch, still and has you PGTSD. had you had Marshawn unbelievable, Lynch. unbelievable. Has there been a running back, Derrick Henry, maybe? That is just as just I, wouldn't, like I wouldn't a I wouldn't even say maybe Derrick Henry's up there, yeah. but like it's just like he is faster than everybody on the field like, this is and bigger than excels. everybody. Yeah, like like he like he was constructed exactly for this exactly for this job to be the one of the best running backs in NFL history one of the most dominant running backs in NFL history in terms of just like you can't just tackle him That's so funny that's what's cuz this year you're seeing Derrick Henry get tackled like first hit and like that's crazy to me like when a DB is coming up and just wrapping up his legs and bringing him down because I'm just so used to watching him break like three or four tackles mm-hmm. each run whether it's for 2 3 17 yards man it was a, uh, it's fun, but no, I'm 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 super excited for this game. I like see hawk and panther matchups offensively, run game. The uh, I, I made a joke yesterday that the uh, I never bring up PFF grades because I don't really know what uh what like goes into them, but the panthers are we like a top. Number no I just good. see it, I just see numbers, number good, and it says panthers in parentheses. Uh, I will say though the the panthers are a top five offensive line in terms of a PFF on the season. Uh, no,
1: they've been rock solid yeah, and so. give give credit to that that unit. Oh, 100%. They've, just, they've been we, the most consistent part of this team all yeah, year. Yeah,
0: the Panthers have been looking for a consistent offensive line for at least this season. They got it. Mm-hmm. It's a win. Uh, I know this is going. This is week 14. Uh, there are a few more weeks left. But overall, I think the the brightest spot on this team so far this season, the ups and downs from the beginning, and then, you know, Steve Wilkes becoming the interim head coach, is the offensive line with Bradley Bozeman, Austin uh, Corbett. You have, uh, and once again, Ike McGuanu. Yeah. Our boy Iki. we drafted him uh, early in the first round to be that franchise left tackle, has not let up a sack since week two. Unbelievable. Week two. A position that a professional sports organization in the Carolina Panthers have been searching to fill a hole that has been there ever since Jordan Gross left it for a decade.
1: It's always nice too to see like a first rounder like right. do that do what you want to see a first yeah. rounder do
0: and 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 that that is a testament to the Carolina Panthers because all of the playing and this the success on the field hasn't been the best. The Panthers first round draft picks for a while have been very, very good. I would say the last Panther first round draft pick that really was just yeah was probably Vernon Butler. Yeah, but you know you got Christian McCaffrey, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, uh, DJ Moore, Iki Iguanu, among many many others. And so that's and that's one thing I do like about the Panthers. Usually the first round picks are end up being a star or one of the main players on whichever ball, uh, whichever side of the ball they play on. Uh, but no that's that, for that that is what you asked for. And that is good for a team to have to be good at <laughs> drafting because drafting is a very, very crucial part of the NFL and of any sport, as we know. When we come back, we want to do some college football predictions. You know, the four teams that are fighting for the national championship have been decided. I'll also do a little recap on what's happened in the World Cup because the semifinals have been decided. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd, Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. My name's Mackie Gallagher. Ben Cole, the man with two first names right beside me. In the studios right here on South Boulevard and between South Boulevard and Camden Road. If you're listening to us at Flower Child, I know Flower Child's a huge Fox Sports Radio Charlotte destination. Shout out to you. We're right behind you. Man, I hope. I'm going back one more time for the Panthers-Seahawks. I just want them to win. The Panthers, obviously. And I want them to put up more stats than me, than the stats I put up this morning. The stats I put up this morning is... One shower taken, <laughs> one yogurt eaten, and two boots booting on my car. I didn't think I couldn't think of like a verb two or an adverb boot, for for boots, boots beats. I don't know.
1: And shout out to our sponsor. Shout out our
0: sponsor, Pro Wellness Family Chiropractic in Lincolnton. Mm-hmm. Go check them out, Robin and her team over there do great work. One of the sweetest ladies you will ever meet. I met them at a work event here. They are happily sponsoring this episode of the Uptown Sports Crowd. If you go visit them in Lincolnton, Pro Wellness Family Chiropractic. If you bring a toy for the Toys for Tots drive, you'll be entered in uh, for a chance to win a 45-inch LED smart TV. Yeah. Man, a wonderful him, people. And tell them Mackie sent you. Tell them Mackie sent you. Wonderful people, Robin Owings and her team at Pro Wellness Family Chiropractic in Lincolnton. Go say hi for me. And... uh Bring a toy, toy for tots, and, you know, you might have a chance to win a TV. Yeah. And we all – and TVs, uh, we talked about it not too long ago, the price of TVs. like the T- spares, Remember, like, growing up, they were oh, thousands yeah. of dollars?
1: TVs are, like, the one thing that have decreased with inflation. Ah, like, if you look – I saw a chart the other day. It was, like, thing – price, yeah. like, items and they're you know mm-hmm. – how they varied in cost. Yeah, because I,
0: mean, I mean, I remember they used to be like over $500 for anything. Yeah. With TV a, with the a back?
1: You can get a 60-inch TV for like 200 bucks now. It's right. Insane. <laughs> it's and it's a, like LED comes <laughs> in, built-in Roku. It's, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild.
0: They know them. They know me. <laughs> they know their audience. But... Yep. We talked about Panthers, Seahawks. Now we want to talk about other side of football. College football playoff. Obviously, next season, they have twelve teams in the playoff. The four teams for this playoff, uh shout out uh Williams with USC winning the Heisman last night. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, we got four teams in the playoff. I like the teams that were selected for the playoff.
1: Yeah, uh, it was expected. Uh Personally, I would have liked to have seen Alabama, and just because I think they're gonna, just because I think they're more competitive than Ohio State, just from an objective standpoint. No, yeah. If I was on the committee, I would want. to Aren't put their Alabama losses in.
0: by like a combined like three to five points so or something? It's like two, two yeah. total
1: points. I think they lost. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Ohio State, the Big Ten is just not that strong, but that's fine. I'll
0: leave out my. So let's go ahead and whistle off the four yeah. teams in the in the playoff. So- we got.
1: And the number one spot, <laughs> sports fans, you probably already know this, but number one, we got Georgia, of course, undefeated still, second year in a row. Uh, Michigan in the two slot, also undefeated, Harbaugh, finally leading that team to a
0: prime oh, opportunity finally, here. Yep. Like,
1: seriously, it, it, finally. I mean. No, I mean, he was, he's been
0: doing good there, but he just hasn't been winning and, the big and games and he, he needs to. to be done. If you yeah. can't
1: beat Ohio State and you can't make it, uh, what are you doing? But. They're finally in. Uh, TCU in the three spot, even after their loss in the conference championship. There at what's I I which, agree with. Yeah, like I said, they shouldn't be penalized for playing a conference An championship game. An extra game, yes. Um, and then Ohio State in that fourth spot at 11 and one. So yeah, uh, Georgia playing Ohio State, and then Michigan playing TCU. Um, it'll be interesting. We could see. It'd be insane. We could see a Michigan and Ohio State championship.
0: That would be wild. That rivalry. I, I'm
1: kind of rooting for that, just to be honest. Like, I, I'm not big into that rivalry, but I, you know, respect it just mm-hmm. as a sports fan. So I would just that would be in.
0: No, and in like, shape. and as somebody who's kind of neutral in this, I mean, like, you know,
1: and go blue if, for Will.
0: Go blue for Will. Shout out Will Walker. If we were to, you know, I, when it comes to college football, if my team is the App State Mountaineers, I don't see them. Uh, being in the college football playoff anytime soon. Maybe, you know, this 12-team playoff going back to the 2018-2019 days, possibly, but not this year. So uh, I don't really have a huge stake in whoever wins. I would say I would love to see TCU go. Yeah, make yeah, it. I mean, At least win that for, like, because right now everybody's thinking TCU had a great season, but are they going to be competitive? Are they going to actually win a game? I would love for them to win this first game, of the semifinal. Even if it, even if they don't win, make it close because I do think they deserve to be there. They had a terrific season. Um, and I'm always, and that's one thing that my dad instilled in me. I am always a fan of the underdog of course. And, and, I, and I know I'm not alone in that. I know it's not like a hot take. <laughs> I like the underdogs to win, but just growing up, like my dad would just throw on the most random game in college basketball. And he would just be like, we're cheering for the team. That's not ranked. Like if it's like a number 16 team against an unranked team mm-hmm. or if we're, or if we're watching, he always, he either cheered for the under underdog or cheered for the home team. And that's kind of interesting. Just because he like he've always liked the energy in the stadium. Yeah. And For my dad,
1: it was like, if we're watching, like, a Georgia Tech game, like, Georgia Tech versus Kentucky, he'd be like, I want the ACC team. You want the <laughs> ACC team? So, I mean, that's not different, though. No, it's just yeah, like, you have something, like, yeah. my, my dad
0: always just wanted the people that weren't supposed to win the win, or he wanted the fans in the arena to have, like, an awesome experience, which I, which I always what think is cool. Yeah, my dad, every week in the office, uh, Howard Platt, may he rest in peace, gave me my start in uh, radio, he would come around to Salisbury Post and... Uh, he would come around the Salisbury Post with, you know, all the NFL games. And he would do. He would never do it for my dad because he never wanted to make a bet for another man, as he said. But my dad would always just circle every home team. Like, That's he wouldn't funny. go down the list. He would just circle the <laughs> one column with home teams. Never so, won. <laughs> never. Sorry, I went on a yeah. uh, rant about that. No, you're but. good. At
1: it. So you want TCU. Who do you think is going to win? Georgia. I, I was going to say. That de- it's, it's the defense. The defense it's yeah. the defense.
0: Defense wins championships. I will never not abide by that just golden rule in football uh, or in sports in general
1: historically speaking you're actually incorrect um it's a common misconception yes a good defense helps you win championships but if you look at sports all across the board i mean look at Virginia basketball, with the exception of their anomaly season where they did win the national championship, that is a team in Tony Bennett that has always been a defensive-minded team, and they never, they usually never win the championship because they always run into a high-powered offense. A high-powered offense is going to eventually. I would, be tr- I would, defense, I, my, my, okay.
0: my my only my only deflection with what you just said, I wouldn't say that that national championship was an anomaly.
1: I mean, it was because Virginia was like a Virginia is a one seed like every year in the tournament. I'm saying,
0: but they were a one seed the year before. Then of course it was at UMBC, and, uh, and that's
1: and that proves my point. Like. I'm just saying anomaly. <laughs> if you run into a team that doesn't miss shots, sorry, we're getting off on your tangent. But, <laughs> but is UNBC a high-powered <laughs> offense? Ben. <man? laughs> but historically, well, they didn't miss. But historically <laughs> speaking, shut up. Offensively heavy teams do win, but that's the thing. George is the wombo combo. they second <laughs> in the. They're second for uh, points against. Twelfth for points for. Uh, that's just. You know, two—they haven't
0: lost a game in like two seasons. No, and, and but the whole point of having a good defense i am not letting this go. <laughs> but no, the whole point of having a good defense is to stop these high power, high-powered offense. Like if you if you yes, have the you defense, have that you have to, to have to,
1: an offense. To the, the 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 way you win games is to score more points. If you're playing, <laughs> it's fine. You know, we're, we're running out of time. But no, no,
0: but I'm just saying, with Georgia though, they have both. And the
1: defense. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. It's a wombo-combo. But if they, let's say hypothetically they didn't have an offense, they would not be able to win a game with just a defense.
0: Mm.
1: That That is just factually correct, Mackie. Unless they got like three pick-sixes, you have to have a scoring offense to be able to win. You cannot just win with a defense.
0: I, I'm going, we will talk about this after the show. Want to, I'm going to disagree. Let's just break Peyton it from a with super the standpoint. <sighs>
1: Let's just put it down—let's just put look at it from, like, a super simple standpoint. Let's say Georgia gives up 21 points. Their offense has to score at least 21
0: points, even if that's a good game for their defense. I mean, that is true. Like, but you,
1: can't, you can't just rely on a defense.
0: I know, but I do feel that's like— it's like kindergarten logic. No matter what offense is in this college football playoff, if they have a good defense, no matter how their offense is, they can still put up a certain amount of points. They have all put up a lot of points throughout the season. Ohio State. So, like, if Georgia has a great defense, they they have the Wombo combo, as you say. But TCU has proven to put up some points, but their defense not might not be able to stop uh stop Georgia's offense even a little bit.
1: Yes, because cl- classic Big Twelve.
0: Classic Big Twelve. I'm I'm just saying I think I think the best defense always wins championships. Always. Agree to disagree. I think the anomaly would be the better offensive team winning a championship.
1: Agreed. I, I'm saying historically, like across sports, like I'm no, I'm saying you're wrong. <laughs> like I'm saying, I don't, I don't want to have to pull up the numbers or the article right now, but I'm telling you you're wrong.
0: All right. <laughs> we agree speaking. to disagree. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. You know, I don't want you yelling that I'm wrong on the live radio. Nah. Nah. <laughs> agree all, to disagree. I'm, cor- I'm correct. But continue, please. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. sorry. For, I'm sorry for interrupting. Wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> wrong. I'm absolutely wrong. But no, I, yeah, yeah, you got it.
1: Regards, we both think George is gonna win. So <laughs> yeah, because fine. the defense is. <laughs> we both think George is gonna win. I want I
0: will be rooting for TCU the whole entire time. That's fair. I have. Uh, I have some. I have some qualms. I like saying that word now with uh, Ohio State. Me too. I don't know what they are. I think. I, just, I think the the stickers I mean, on the helmet just stress me out. Like, why are they all they're, there?
1: They're also just uh, like the guys they have in their organization. Like Urban Meyer when they had Urban yeah. Meyer. Like no one likes Urban Meyer. <laughs> No, no, no one I likes everybody. I don't know. Just yeah, like the the culture there. I don't know. But we're running out of time. I want to hit the World Cup. Okay. We both think Georgia's gonna
0: win, right? We both think Georgia's won. All I'm right. rooting for TCU. Yeah. Are okay. you actually rooting for Georgia? No. Here no, are you ready Michigan, for? Michigan. I said, go Michigan, yeah, go, go blue bl- for go Will.
1: Because I mean, he's in—he's that man's down bad in pain every year. He, <laughs> he's a red Wings fan. He's a
0: Michigan fan.
1: <laughs> they're always undefeated, and then they lose to Ohio State, <laughs> or they lose some weird game in there, and then lose to Ohio State, and then the season just falls <laughs> this apart. This man's
0: always down
1: bad. <laughs> but uh, go Michigan for him. But World Cup—it's insane. The semis are set. Um, yesterday, Morocco <laughs> upset. Uh in their win against Portugal. Ronaldo was benched. That was interesting. He was very emotional. He was c- crying afterwards. Why was he benched? Do um, we know that? I honestly don't know. Uh I I apparently I've been talking to like my soccer friend Mohammed, who's played uh soccer at a pretty high level. He said that, you know, he hasn't been in form recently, so he's been getting a lot of criticism. Uh-huh. I'm sure it's also just, you know, with age and stuff like that. Uh but Portugal lost. And Morocco is the first African team ever to reach the semifinals in World Cup history, which is awesome. And, I mean, just storylines. They are playing in the semis. France, who beat England yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just France versus Morocco. Right. No, the colonizers a... <laughs> versus the colony or whatever. Right. No, with uh. And then on the other side, we have Croatia uh, playing Argentina. Messi in search still mm-hmm. in. Messi looking for his first World Cup ever. I just don't want to – I'll just say this. First of all, obvious choice. I don't know. Unless you, like, have allegiance to one of these countries or you're from there. I mean, go Morocco.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the Once underdog, again, the underdog. First of
1: all, the underdog. And second of all, the, African countries thought, have been screwed for all of history. And being, so. the, being
0: the first African team to make it to the semifinal, like, that is huge. Yeah. On just a national level with Morocco and then a continental level.
1: Yeah. So go Morocco. Uh, but please, just from a sports fan standpoint, I just don't want to see France-Croatia repeat. Like, that's that was the finals, mm-hmm. the last World Cup, and, you know, this happens every four years. So can we not just see the same two teams playing for the yeah, World Cup? No, I and if it
0: is, go Croatia, obviously. Go Croatia. I wouldn't want to shut out Balkans. I wouldn't want to see a rematch. Of any event that happens once every four years. No, I don't. Well, like, I, I hate, can t- I, I hate, I hate it when rematches at, the Super Bowl. Yeah, or, or college team. football. Like yeah. I hate it
1: when Alabama and Clemson play every year. But at least it's just you know one season and it's every yeah. year. So, but yeah, please no repeat. But go Morocco, let's go.
0: No, Morocco is definitely who go I'm cheering for. Morocco.
1: Also, just soccer. I don't get it. You know that I saw some posts was like Morocco hasn't given up a goal all World Cup. They gave up a goal to Canada, but it was an own goal apparently, so it doesn't wow. count. I'm like, that's a goal.
0: That is a goal. You conceded <laughs> a goal. That, someone has to up. In fact, they should be giving up two goals <laughs> <laughs> if it's an own goal.
1: But yeah, Morocco—they are a solid defensive team. They've only given up one goal all tournament.
0: Um, that's crazy. Yeah,
1: they're not a high-scoring team, but but okay, defense, but defense wins you games. But soccer is different. But it's not going to do. But scoring. you said
0: history of sports isn't isn't soccer or football a sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be the last five, four minutes of it. I looked
1: at the metrics, but actually, I'm sure I'm still correct because it's not like Morocco hasn't won has won a World Cup, and France won the last World Cup. And uh, oh yeah, France scored like four goals a game. <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> You're lucky you picked me up and brought me here this morning. I can't say anything.
1: But here. real quick, I just a funny meme storyline before uh, we end the show. Totally random. Louisville basketball. Louisville. Louisville. Louisville basketball is 0-9 this year. They have not won a game. (laughs) And I just want to – it's almost like a challenge. Will Louisville win a single basketball game this year? And the reason I ask that – App State beat them, baby. App App State beat them by a point, first of all, and that kind of puts into perspective App State. (laughs) But Louisville is 0-9, and conference play just started. Oof. And they just played Florida State yesterday and i'm a florida state fan and that's kind of why state i want to talk about this because i watched this game florida state this year is horrible florida state was one in <laughs> eight going into this game against louisville <laughs> now granted they have had some injuries and uh, they have lacked depth but florida state is objectively horrible they got blown out by stetson and they beat louisville by 22 points and conference play just
0: started Louisville. And they're at a pretty decent basketball conference, I would yeah, say. Yeah, right? the ACZ? I would
1: <laughs> say so. <laughs> Wee woo. So it's Wee a joke, doo. but that's why I ask the question is Louisville going to win a single basketball game this year?
0: Has there been, there has to have been a year where a Division One team or one of the major Power Five, has there been a year where a Power Five conference school in uh, college basketball has not won a single game? I'm not sure. Fans. I'm, I feel, like I, I feel like I would have heard I feel like I would have heard about it. I point. think I would have heard about it too. And like, like and not one of these like in nineteen fifty six, like no, not one of the like I was, no, like since 1975, 1980, and, has there been a power five conference school and they're shooting, in college basketball to go winless? No, exactly.
1: And like I'm saying their metrics, this isn't just unlucky. Their metrics are horrible. They average like fifty six points a game, they give up like seventy five points a game, they shoot like thirty percent from the field. The this <laughs> thirty no, no. I'm, this team might not <laughs> a win a, season? this team might not win a game. So, uh, let's what? let's see a challenge. Let's look at their upcoming schedule. I think their last up, non-conference games are coming up. They're playing Western Kentucky uh on the 14th and then FAMU on the 17th and then Lipscomb on the 20th. We'll let you know if they have a win by the time we have our next show.
0: Do they that's all the, in this next week.
1: Yeah, and then after what that, we, it's what, all conference play. What are,
0: we, what are we doing if they don't win a game this whole season? Sending
1: a care package.
0: Sending a care package. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well.
1: And, but I think the real thing just before the end of the show, it's baffling because Louisville, this is a team that's won a national title. This is a team that has a historically tremendous basketball cr- program. No, right. How is this happening?
0: And once again, you're in the ACC. Yeah. You, you have to be somewhat uh, comprehensive Yeah. Down in basketball. bad. Down bad. Well, Ben, as always, it's a pleasure doing this show with you. Uh, I do think defense wins championships. We will continue this conversation off the air. Uh, Shout out Louisville for potentially being one of the only winless teams in uh, college basketball history. I hope we didn't give it the broadcaster jinx. But we appreciate you tuning in. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10. We will see you next week.